In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. And welcome to Broads and Books, the podcast with one unique theme, four handpicked book recommendations, and two broads. I'm Erin. And I'm Amy. And this is episode number eight, Going to the Chapel. Wedding bells are ringing. And I could not be more excited to share this special day with you, Amy. Take my hand. You too, Erin. Because this week's theme is all about (laughs) weddings and marriages. I like how you're looking deep into my eyes. I am. As we're saying this and holding hands. We're holding hands. My hand's a little sweaty. (laughs) I think I'll remove it now. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, our theme this week is all about weddings, marriages, all of the things. Um, So we had a few questions we thought we'd ask each other. Yeah. Erin, what's the weirdest thing you've ever witnessed at a wedding? (laughs) There's a lot to pick from. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, One in particular comes to mind when I was in college and... uh, I went to a wedding that when we got there, we were all handed buttons. Like, you know, like you make the buttons of your kids in sports type of thing. Yeah. Okay. Of pictures of the couple. Oh, no. Yep. In But in a wedding dress and tuxedo, which is very confusing because you're like, how did they get these buttons? I don't oh understand. Did they have a 24-hour button printer? Right. No. That they had gotten hour? dressed up and oh, taken pictures no. like weeks before the wedding. So that was bad luck. Yeah. They saw each other in their wedding gear. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And okay. then we were expected to wear them and it was all very oh. off-putting and strange. Yeah. Did you so, wear yours? Yeah. I and did. then afterwards, did you wear it just out to get groceries? And I, at things? some point in the night, it fell off okay. and I didn't try to retrieve it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So, yeah. But the thought process that they took the time to 
do that beforehand was just for the buttons, apparently. Yeah. So that was I mean, something. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was the same wedding dress and same hairstyle wow. as the button. So there you go. Did you and Mike do that? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. He gave out sports buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I didn't know you then. Yeah. I would have been real happy to get that sports button. Well, birthday's coming. Amy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So speaking of weddings. Yeah. If you had to be part of the workforce at a wedding, mm. so, you know, caterer, DJ, whatever, what would it be? I don't think there's any real good answer to this <laughs> or really any good position to work at at a wedding. I like picturing you at a position you at like a that? wedding. That's why yeah. I like this question. <laughs> yeah. I think part of this, we'll find out. I have a uh, a view on weddings and marriages <laughs> that probably influences this. Um, I would say of all of them, probably the DJ. You know, at least I could get behind playing some jams. I can see you as a DJ. I would play some Coolio. Yeah, you would. They say I'm DJ Jazzy Jeff, the Fresh Prince. <laughs> getting jiggy with it <laughs> play some cool in the gang how long do you think it would take before the bride and groom came over to you and said no <laughs> no no probably Stick around the list, probably around the time i started playing like bikini kill and slater kinney like punk you know oh, just real okay. loud uh-huh. Uh-huh. saying like f the world kind of stuff right that that's probably when okay they'd be like we made a fatal error in picking you as our dj <laughs> Do you or do you not play the chicken dance as a DJ? Hell no. No. Fine. No. I also draw the line at the the shuffle and the um oh, what's the one where it's like uh oh I'm completely forgetting the name. There's so many, right? There's right, so many yeah, weird there's a ones. Lot, yeah. I don't want any of them. I don't okay. want YMCA. I don't okay. want any of them. Nope, you're I refuse. Out. Okay. In okay. fact, that will be my branding. When I advertise myself as a wedding DJ, I will say no to all of the Random if you want those things, shit. move on down exactly. the road. Yeah. I like how you're going to take wedding DJ, which I assume is not an entirely lucrative career, <laughs> and just really narrow the field out of the gate. I like yeah. that. I like yeah. that as a brave business proposition. Yep. Yeah. That's how I roll. I stand behind you okay. on that. Yep. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, another question for you, for you. Oh, okay. Do you or do you not dance at weddings? Do you get down to the chicken dance? Yeah. You do? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would like to say that that's a, you know, the more you drink, the more you dance thing. Mm. It's not for it's me. It's not. You're no, just out just there seems from like the an, start. Yes. Mm-hmm. It seems like an acceptable time to be ridiculous. And Are you getting out there like while the bride and the dad are dancing? <laughs> yes. I like to do a group <laughs> hug, hold on to them. No, I can refrain that much. But I, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, you put on a great 90s jam and you're going to see me. Right. Getting down. Yeah. And I'll do the chicken dance. I have no shame. Okay. Mm-hmm. How about Mike? Does he get involved in this? No. He no. hates dancing. So he sits back and just lets you do your thing. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can drag him out there, but most of the time, no. Mm. He's no. Decidedly no. See, he would like my DJ He would business. very much be on top yeah. of your DJ okay. business. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Great. He'd be down for it. Okay. Uh, if you had to marry an inanimate object, what would it be? Hmm. So you're not going to be able to live without this. You've made a lifelong commitment to this object. Oh God, that's scary. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like the obvious answer is books. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's the mm-hmm. given. Right. All of the books. I'm just going to group marriage, be a, okay. a polygamous relationship with all of my books. Maybe like you could buy like a, you could marry like a Barnes and Noble Ooh, franchise section. I like that. You know, okay. Type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like a, a real business arrangement in that I'm marrying a corporation. 
Yes. <laughs> I like that. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. I mean, other than that, you know, Podcat is animate. So right. I can't marry her. Yeah. No. Um, I, I think it's going to be either, either books or records, oh, you know, yeah. either the one of those. Store thing for you. That could be yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I'm glad that okay. Maybe you could make the bookstore and the record store sister wives. What? <laughs> <gasps> They'll get along oh, real yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. You need to assert your dominance, so I don't want them oh, to. For sure. I don't want them to group together no. and try and take over. Oh no, so, I am in charge. Yeah, you need to make sure that it's clear out of the gate mm-hmm. who's the alpha. There's going to be a lot of paperwork involved. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You're probably going to have to join some groups and pick it for your right to marry both these things well i don't think um our our government will look down on it no no i think it'll be fine mm-hmm. okay good. <laughs> well you have a lot to do after this episode so we better get going i do yeah. a lot a lot, a lot of, of paperwork <laughs> dj business to start things are getting crazy so i think that you probably better take us into your first pick all right weddings okay well as we know the theme this week is weddings marriages all of that stuff i should probably preface with um this idea that i've never wanted to get married i've had Mm -hmm. no interest in marriage for myself or a wedding um i've been in long-term relationships but never wanted you know marriage or kids um and you know when you're a woman that from an early age knows these things um it's a you get some real interesting reactions from men and women um, it shows you what people believe about marriage, actually, which which got me thinking a lot about the picks for this week yeah. and some of the books that um, we're looking at. Um, you know, what people think about love, about togetherness, about being alone, you know, the opposite of that. So I'm often drawn to complex, complicated, um, maybe unhappy portraits of okay. marriage um, and, and sort of the reality of living in that world. So my first pick is Fates and Furies by Lauren Groff published in 2015. And you've read this as well. Yes. Right? Fantastic. We almost did a double pick. We almost did. What would we so have done? Close. We would have embraced it. We would have? Yeah. Yeah. It okay. would be a beautiful child together. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What would happen with children with my um, my corporation wedding? You would like, have the most adorable mini books that you've ever I would. seen. Yes. Yeah. Not abridged because that's weird. For sure. Yeah. Just mini. Tiny mm-hmm. little books. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like and that. then I think essentially with the record store, you would have CDs. Mm. Or singles. Oh, singles. <laughs> <laughs> now I want this to happen. <laughs> and for the youths, singles were cassette tapes with just one song, yeah. like an A and a B side. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Anyway, Fates and Furies, mm-hmm. Lauren Groff. We start with a couple, Lotto and Matilda. They are young. They're like 22. They, uh, they're just finishing college at Vassar. He is super attractive, rich. She's beautiful, mysterious. They get married. And the first half of the book tells the story of their marriage from Lotto's perspective. Um, they move to New York and they struggle, as a lot of young couples do, until one night Lotto writes a play. Um, it's sort of in a drunken fugue that he writes this play. And Matilda wakes him up the next morning saying, you're a genius. Look, this is amazing. I've already helped you start editing this play. Oh, so he becomes a a successful playwright and Matilda quits her job at an art gallery to help support him. So Lotto's story, this first half of the book is of a happy guy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, a happy couple, happy life. Um, and it's a story many people see when they look at the two of them, right? Like this golden couple, so successful, so happy, so beautiful, everything you should strive for. Mm -hmm. Then 
The second half of the book tells the story from Matilda's perspective. And it's a very different story. Mm. I won't say more than this because there's a lots of twists and turns, right? Um, it's not as happy. It's not as clear cut. Interesting. And I don't know about you, Aaron, but for me, it almost felt like it was two separate books in a way. Because it's mm-hmm. not like recounting the same events from two different perspectives. It's almost like two entirely different experiences of the marriage. Entirely different yes. things happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and so the combination of the two create this sort of monster of a story that's so rich and it's so up and down and crazy. Um, but it's also kind of recognizable to any couple that's had a long-term commitment in my mind. Um, you know, the resentments that go unsaid, the mysteries that sort of keep as secrets, the effective choices at one age, maybe a young age, that when you get to an older age, you're not quite sure if those were the same choices you would make now. Um, you know, Lotto thinks a lot of his success is due to fate and destiny, right? Um, things just have a way of working out. And many female readers won't be surprised to find out that that sort of um, passivity, that just fate and destiny is a direct result of things that Matilda has done in their life. Um, that his success, even their marriage, is sort of based on her and the choices that she's made. Um, one of the things I really liked about this was the structure. Uh, you know, Groff, she writes beautifully, right? And it's a page turner of a book, but it's also so rich and it's spotted with all these sort of cool asides. Um, it's like she's creating a play about, you know, these two couple or these two people, um, a Greek play about fates and furies. And she has these sort of bracketed asides, like I mentioned, that's almost like a Greek chorus in a play. Um, the book's about two partners in a marriage and two perspectives that makes it up, but it really kicks in when it's thinking about the female element. Um, there's a quote from the book that I really like. The story of women is the story of love. It conquers all. All you need is, is a mini splendored thing. Surrender to. The way the old story goes, woman needs an other to complete her circuits, to flick her to fullest blazing. Forgive her if she believed this would be the way it would go. She'd been led to this conclusion by forces greater than she. Oh, perfect. What would you add to the discussion on this, Erin? Really, you hit the one that I like the was a big part for me was the structure. Mm-hmm. I, and especially I, I love stories like that where they tell you from one point and then do that. And that was a great point to point out that it's not the same because some authors do that where, right. you know, the first half is from one person's perspective and then you relive the story from the other. Mm-hmm. And this isn't quite that way. And no. it's kind of almost even more masterful to right. do it. You know, you still get the same feelings or you understand you can connect everything, but it feels like you're not rereading the mm-hmm. same events. Yeah. I really it's, like her yeah. structure so much. Yeah. And it so seemed much. like some of that, you know, Lotto almost willingly didn't really probe into Matilda's past. So a lot of her perspective is, is talking about that and mm-hmm. where she came from to, you know, bring her to this point. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I think it's, uh, like I said, it's a, it's a great quick read. It can be. It's also something to linger over. It's really well done. I like it. Great pick, Amy. Thank you, Erin. What's yours? <laughs> uh, mine is a little more just right on the nose for this uh, this pick mm-hmm. or this theme, I should say. Mine is called Seating Arrangements by Maggie Shipstead. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a book. It takes a place over a weekend. And as you imagine by the title, uh, it's a wedding weekend. So it, it there's a wedding that's going to happen between Daphne Van Meter 
and Grayson Duff. Good Lord, I hate them. Right? Just their names. Just their names. Yeah. And the names are on purpose, you can tell. Okay. So you're supposed to be elicited into this very like, oh, they're very both very wealthy, very proper, mm-hmm. very well-known families. And oh, this is so great. Their kids are going to get married. So you have both sides right out of the gate that have expectations for what the wedding's going to look like because mm-hmm. a big part of it's the image and what they're projecting. So on the face, it's just the story of the wedding. But what's fantastic about this book is that underneath it reads kind of like a juicy gossip novel about these two families and what's actually happening behind closed Ooh. doors. So it's almost like you kind of pointed that out. It's, it is almost like a play because you're seeing what they're projecting on the front or what they want it to look like. But then underneath, you know, all the backstory to that Ooh. event or what's really going on. So it can kind of seem like an annoying wedding wedding fantasy book. Like, oh, okay, this is just a story of a wedding. But it just it's really just a great read about social class, character, decisions that you make based on appearance and image instead of what your true character feels or what you think is actually important. And I mean, in between there, there's a beached whale. <laughs> There's an escaped lobster (laughs) and just a whole bunch of terrible behavior from adults that you're going to love. So it's, you know, it's got a deeper meaning, but at the same time, you can also just enjoy it for the hilarity of what's happening at this wedding. Wow. Yes. So I I really, really liked it. I obviously I chose it because it's a wedding. Mm-hmm. on a wedding mm-hmm. weekend mm-hmm. and but the behind the scenes on the wedding makes it more interesting it's yeah. not just about it's not just a love story it's not just oh we're getting down the aisle it's a real look at behind the scenes and mm-hmm. it kind of is drawing attention to you know are some of these things that we're putting so much importance on actually important or you know should there be a better look at it mm-hmm. so i think it's good for it's a quick read it'd be a great like beach airplane ride read that type of thing um it's probably not good for people who like plots with lots of fast action mm-hmm. because really you're just watching this weekend unfold. So it's a lot of conversation. It's a lot of this is happening, that's happening, but it's, you know, you're not having, it's not a really fast moving plot. But there's a beached whale. There's a beached whale. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. That's all the plot you need. Yeah. Beach whale and an escape lobster. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Are they buddies? The they should be. The Maybe they are. Yeah. Maybe it was a thing I missed. Oh. It was a whole thing. They were in a relationship and I didn't even know it. <laughs> it was their wedding. Yeah. Oh. oh, man. Come on. I like that a lot. I think one of the things both you and I were attracted to this theme, uh, why we were attracted to this theme is because of that. There's like the image, right, of like wedding and marriage, but then there's so much underneath yes. that is really fascinating to dive into. Yes, very much so. So yeah, like I said, I think it's it's a great read. I really like her writing style. It's There's humor in it, but then it's also very poignant. Um, and the chapters, you know, they go really quickly. So like I said, it can be a quick read, but it's fun. And I, I think most people would enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So have you seen any animals at the weddings you've gone to? Lobsters, whales, dogs, dogs, cats. Can you imagine if someone had like a a bride's cat just walking down Um, the aisle? I mean, some people have their dogs in their weddings, right? They do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't think I've seen, I mean, I don't think I'm opposed to it. I think I would actually be for that. Let me see some animals. I mean, let's bring it. Let's do this. Something fun. Like what if someone just rolled in their aquarium? (laughs) Like, (laughs) Look at my... Collection of exotic fish in like a red wagon or yeah. something, and the <laughs> flower girl is <laughs> pulling it. Oh my gosh! They wrote in like the window marker on the side of the aquarium, <laughs> like those cute phrases that they write, you know. Oh, 
man, we just planned your wedding for you. If you're needing a wedding theme mm-hmm. and you're listening to this, mm-hmm. go with it. Go with it. Get an aquarium. If you don't have one, <laughs> fill right it with now, fish. Start an exotic fish collection <laughs> so that you can freak out your partner yeah. in a marriage situation. Yeah. And if you haven't found a partner yet and you get an aquarium and they're really into it, then that's your partner. That, right there, there you go. Yeah. Life affirming. Yeah. Right there. I'm telling you. <laughs> also, I don't think I'd be opposed to like, you know, a whole collection of like hamsters or, oh, my you know, goodness, you no. could dress them up in little tuxes and How dresses. Ferrets. <laughs> oh, God. I draw the line at ferrets. Oh, <laughs> little tuxes oh, on ferrets. No. You see? Oh, I can't do ferrets. Yeah, they're pretty gross. Yeah. yeah. And that, I, for some reason, I just imagine them all running through the aisles at a wedding. Just true. Ah, there's ferrets. I don't true. know why they're all loose, but they are. Well, yeah, because you can't contain a ferret. You you're not going to keep a ferret. a ferret down. You're not going <laughs> to keep a ferret down. It's not going to happen. It's not going to conform. Now I'm picturing a wedding with just full of woodland creatures, raccoons, squirrels, all of them with little tuxes. Oh, perfect. Deer. Did we just write a Disney movie? We did. <laughs> <laughs> all right, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> On that note. Yeah. So what's your second pick? Whew. Well, for other genre, um, nonfiction, I chose a book called Safekeeping, Some True Stories from a Life by Abigail Thomas, written in 2000. Um, this is a memoir, but it's not a sort of typically structured memoir. Um, it's told in moments. There's these small vignettes that sort of chart her life from marrying and having a child young at like age 18 through divorce from her first husband and then her second husband and then marrying a third while her second husband dies. There's a lot of things going on. And so all of these um, moments sort of add up to an overall story. Um they're all very recognizable too. these moments to anyone that's lived through a relationship. Um, and the cumulative effect is sort of there's, – there's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of heartbreak. But there's also a life lived. It's very affirming in that way too. Um, it's also sort of the story of a woman that was raised in the 50s to get a man. And she got a man. And then she found out she needed to um, you know, discover herself as well. So – like I said, the structure is really cool. It really makes this special. Um, but also she goes back and forth between first and third person. And by that, I mean, sometimes she's telling the story by saying, you know, I did this. I did that. Sometimes she's telling the story by saying she did this. She did that. Mm-hmm. It's almost like she's so close to some of these memories or so far from some of these memories that she can't even picture herself in them. She has oh. to distance herself yeah. in that way. It's really intriguing what she chooses to tell that way versus first oh. person. It's telling a whole separate story. It really the is. Story. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she jumps around in time um, through her husband's and through some of her upbringing. But um, it's kind of easy to stay on track because there's conversations with her sister that ground her. And it's a real fun conversation where it's like, well, well, let's talk about your husbands, all three of them. Let's get into it. You know, it's it's kind of recognizing that, yes, she's had, she's had a lot of life. Mm-hmm. Um, One thing that's nice, too, she's not super hard on herself. This isn't a point of view where she's trying to understand where she went wrong or anything like that. She just knows that she's always done the best she could. She married for love. She married for, you know, whatever um, reasons she chose. And she looks back with compassion towards her choices. Um, At one point, she writes, I don't mean to sound bitter. I'm not bitter. I'm only a little bit amused looking back. This view from the person I have finally become. So she's coming to terms with what she's done and who she is, what the men in her life have meant, what marriage and motherhood means. And in that way, it's, it's, it's a story that, you know, you've read again and again, but never quite this way. And that's what I really enjoyed about it. Hmm. Sounds great. Yes. I like it. What about uh, you, Aaron? My, my nonfiction pick this week, it, or 
other pick, it is a nonfiction, um, is called We Are Never Meeting in Real Life mm-hmm. by Samantha Irby. Mm-hmm. And so this one, uh, published in 2017, it's a little more of a twist to get to why I picked it for this theme. But essentially, this is a group of essays, humorous, some more so than others, that tell the story of how Samantha Irby, just her life, you know, experiences that she's had. So she started with a blog called Bitches Gotta Eat. Mm-hmm. That's how she got kind of popular. And there's actually another book she released first. But a lot of these essays, the reason I picked it for this theme is that a lot of them are about finding love, what makes a good long term relationship and married life, family life as seen through her eyes as her friends are moving through that phase. And she's maybe not as quickly. Um, my absolute favorite essay in the whole book also ties into the theme. It's the very first. It's the opener essay. And it's her application to be on the show, The Bachelor. <laughs> and I, it, it is so hilarious because it starts out serious. And at first you're like, did she really apply to be on The Bachelor? So ties in, obviously, The Bachelor is a show all about, you know, getting married. Um, but the more and more you go on, the more and more snarky and ridiculous the application gets. And the more you just start laughing because she hits on the nose everything about that show. Oh, my gosh. So and as a person that watches it in kind mm-hmm. of the funny love to hate it way, I really enjoyed that. The whole <laughs> thing through the application was just fantastic. Um, really, that's the way the whole book is, to be honest. You really walk away feeling like, oh, man, I just want to be your friend. Like, I just want to hang out. <laughs> like, you, you know, get kind of a... I'm going to stalk her kind of feeling oh, like, no, Aaron. I know, I know I won't. We've talked about this. <sighs> All right. I'm working through it. Mm-hmm. I won't, but man, I want to. I know. <laughs> I know. And it's okay to admit that you want to, as long as you don't act on that. All right. Fine. <laughs> Gosh. So, <laughs> so yeah, I think a lot of it, cause she's covering a lot of those topics. She's talking a lot about her own views on family life, marriage, weddings evolving Mm -hmm. and what that's looked like for her. Um, Looking at it as other friends, you know, have kids and these are friends that used to be her drinking buddies, you know, kind of going through that stage in life where everything feels like it's changing and everybody's at a different point. Um, Talks a lot about that, a lot about, you know, dating apps, about finding Mm -hmm. people. So I liked it from that point of view. It's kind of the steps before you get to that marriage wedding part and kind of everything that goes into that. Um, And she covers that so well and in such a real, I mean, honestly, vulnerable way. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just, you, you just fall in love with her writing style, to be honest. There's a whole section with Kat in this that she adopts that she decides is evil. (laughs) (laughs) And, Every once in a while, the cat shows up in an essay. It's great. I mean, the way that she pulled it all together, really, really well done. So, wow. yeah, it's a great. Did it's the a great cat read. turn out evil? I mean, you. Uh, it's questionable for sure. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think inherently most cats are evil. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that they're. Yeah, they don't. They generally kind of like to give out that vibe. I yeah. think podcat for sure is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that a lot. I like a. Uh, because I remember that feeling when you're in your, especially when you're in your late 20s, early 30s, and everyone's getting married, everyone, it feels like life is changing in some ways, and you don't want it to necessarily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's tough to handle. Yeah. And I like the way that she addresses it. I like how open she is about all different parts of this in her life. Um, there's just so many. And then she takes these, what could be very serious and almost depressing topics and turns them into something funny and relatable. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you are way past the point, you haven't been on a dating app or something like that, you're still going to relate because it's just about people. And mm-hmm. it's about the funny interactions that people have and how we get through that and how you make sense of all those things. So 
obviously great writing, hilarious writing. So those right off the bat for me, but it's just real. It's about real people. It's not keeping up a facade. It's not about appearances. It's not about, you know, a date going perfectly or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I, it's, I think everyone would enjoy it. It's hilarious. So yeah. What's she up to these days? I, you know, I don't know. She, why did I think she was working on a TV show? Like mm. her own or something oh, or a pilot. I don't know. Awesome. I don't know if I know that okay. for sure. So don't quote me on that. Well, but. I like that you're starting a rumor that she is though. Yeah. Cause she should get one. She should. Yeah. So absolutely. let's start it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I Great. like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Started here right now. You Great. heard it. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it first. <laughs> I'm going to start a TV network and give you your own show. Wow. What's your TV network going to be called? Real people. <laughs> It's a working title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think that can be worked a little bit more. Yeah. All right. Fine. Yeah. It's, you know, we'll work on it's it. decent. Yeah. It's fine. Probably Broads and Books TV. <gasps> B&B yes. TV. What kind of shows would we have? Anything we want. Anything we want. want. Absolutely. We'd obviously have a reality show of your record book babies because... <laughs> My tiny little babies. Yeah, we'd need to follow those around. Well, yeah, we would. Yeah, we probably have a show that Podcat can have. Oh, yeah. Just because she's a diva and I don't want to deal with it. Good point. Just fine. You can have your own she TV show. She has something show. to say about everything. Yeah. So she'll she'll Perfect. fill it. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll be great. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, we're giving Samantha Irby a show. We already well, yeah. said. Yeah. So um, Anything A.D. Bryant wants to do? Yeah. In. In. Absolutely. Kate McKinnon. In. Amy Schumer. Absolutely. Bringing all in. the ladies in. You're all in. All you in. all get whatever you want. Yeah. Really. Really. It's your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I we have think no so. sensors. And then in between, I don't know if we can afford it, mm-hmm. but we should just run reruns of New Girl and Parks and Rec. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, I mean, we're not really talking about what we could afford at this point. Mm. So we're pie mm. in the sky. I mean, budget, <laughs> budget. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a budget? Yeah, I don't care about money, especially if we get star power. Who needs it? Well, at our TV station, we would only accept Lego gold doubloons. <laughs> why is that because nobody has them but i have a bunch so mm. we obviously control everything oh, okay yeah i like have that. you ever seen them they come no. okay. <laughs> that's why it seemed super random <laughs> so in every like there's like little lego chests in like their pirate sets or whatever okay. and they have little tiny gold pieces with the lego logo on them what's the are- exchange rate um, whatever you want it to be, okay. because usually it's like a, it's a body part because mm. the body parts Ooh. falling off a Lego person. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Especially if Mason's involved. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to bring Mason into the business model and he yes. can help us dictate. Yeah. The he can, rate. yeah. He can do the exchange with the gold doubloons. Okay. From Legos. Great. Only like, now I don't want anybody showing up with their regular gold doubloons. They have to be Lego ones. Okay. I don't have that kind of time. Exactly. Yeah. You don't want your random gold doubloons no no let's oh. be specific don't go to the bottom of the way. ocean and find some gold doubloons no. from a pirate ship no if you do that go straight to the smithsonian they've yes. got a better exchange rate for you okay <laughs> i just want lego ones that's it fair enough all right wow covered business yes. model done business now model i have covered. something to do yes oh Man. we're just creating things for us uh-huh. by the way it's like a speedway outside yeah there's a yeah. lot of things so if happening. you heard yeah i live off a moderately busy street but today all the cars are just cars. deciding that was some kind let's of moped, rev some engines oh mopeds yeah that's a real that's a guy winning at life <laughs> <laughs> Yep. I mean, yeah. Spring, open, 
out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just been waiting. Just so sad. Just been waiting. Yeah. Bring his moped out. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I just want my moped time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We, yeah. How about so, some pop culture, Erin? Yeah, yeah. I All assume right. you didn't pick a moped for your third pick. I did pick, not pick so a moped. Hit me with it. All right. So I'm going to show you what mm-hmm. I picked. So here's Fates and Furies. Okay. Here's safekeeping. Okay. She's kind of like hidden. This is interesting. <gasps> oh, why didn't I see this coming? <laughs> I picked Kill Bill by Quentin Tarantino. And it fits because it's about a wedding that gets disrupted. Terribly disrupted. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a wedding. What happens at the wedding is the basis for the movie and for the next, because there's two of them, mm-hmm. volume one and two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love his movies. These are probably some of my favorites, um, besides maybe Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that one, mm-hmm. Aaron? Yeah. Yep. Love it. And here we focus on The Bride. Another reason I picked this, because for most of the movies, she's known only as The Bride. Perfect. She wakes up from a coma. She's been in for four years to discover her wedding was stopped by murder. Come on. Of her husband-to-be. Oh. An attempted murder oh. of her. Terrible way to wake up. And the nub of this, though, is the bride used to be an assassin. The deadly viper squad of assassins. And her former squad, including Lucy Liu, Vivica A. Fox, and David Carradine, were the ones trying to kill her. That's upsetting. So she gets revenge. It's a real, like, bridezilla, bridesmaids really bad is. moment. Yeah. So some gory-ass revenge mm-hmm. comes mm-hmm. into the mix. It's got all the hallmarks of a great, great, great. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Of a great Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ridiculous stretched out moments, killer dialogue, attention to visuals, detail, all of it. Glorious. I love, too, that there are so many action movies that start with, like, a dude who's happily married or with a woman and then she gets killed and maybe raped too and that's the plot point (laughs) to drive him into you know a rampage right this time around we've got a deadly lady and she's like hey guess what you killed my husband to be you tried to kill me no Mm -mm. not having it we learn lots through this movie and the next one about the wedding to be why it was happening what happened to her pregnancy oh so settle in for the ride i yeah, you convinced me to watch mm-hmm. it again, mm-hmm. I think. I think I've watched it uh, a few dozen times. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, was I, to I saw you struggle number. there. Yeah. Like, do I really want to say the number? <laughs> no, I'm going to be vague and say a couple dozen. Be vague. You yeah. know, definitely not 57. <laughs> definitely not. But enough that it could be close to 57. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it 57? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? I just, you know. God. I just know. You just know, yes. That ride or die thing. It's just boom, man. 57. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I chose a um, chillingly gory movie for our wedding and marriage-themed episode. Like where you ended there, Amy. Thank you. you really brought it full circle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's more than that? It's the full circle of life. Exactly. Marriage. And a, a wedding that, you know, that's the worst case scenario. You're planning a wedding out there. Right. This is the worst case scenario. There so you go. anything else that happens, it's fine. It's fine. It's all good. It's fine. You drop the cake, no big deal. No big Everybody's deal. Everybody's alive. Exactly. You're yes. not going to be in a four-year coma. Exactly. Spill something on that dress. Doesn't it's matter. fine. You're alive. You don't have the 88s after you. Yeah. Focus. Yeah. 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 Maybe get that written out. I don't mm-hmm. have the 88s after me. Exactly. That'd be great. Self-affirmation every mm-hmm. day yep. as you're getting close to your wedding. Could Perfect. be worse. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I went a little bit of a different direction. <laughs> oh, interesting. For the other pick. Um, don't. 
trust me, I was a little bit, I mean, I almost picked Bridezilla because I have seen those <laughs> shows and they can be entertaining, but I didn't. Um, I picked a documentary film called The Queen of Versailles. Interesting. From 2012. And this is a documentary about a billionaire couple after they get married who decide to build a mega mansion modeled after Versailles. No. Yes, it is. And it is as wonderful as your face is oh right now. Oh, my God. It's starring, starring, it's a documentary, but <laughs> in the documentary are Jacqueline Siegel and David Siegel. So they got married. He's significantly older than her. I was she, anticipating that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was, she was actually a computer engineer engineering graduate um and they she proceeds they have seven kids together so a big part of it focuses first on them their relationship the marriage hence this you know picking it for this but the really what they're building to is this home and the fact that they're building this so it's a ninety thousand square foot home what supposed to be the biggest home in the united states it's absolutely ridiculous where is it in the u.s in florida oh god because where would you want to build a home why not Florida. florida yeah so they are sorry florida I just, you're very human. I know one of my friends is listening to this and she's in Florida. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We love you. It was an easy joke. It was an easy joke. It was low-linging fruit. We shouldn't Mm -hmm. have taken it. We shouldn't. We apologize. But it's also really humid there. It is. So humid. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) 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 So it's, as they're showing this, they're, it's, the whole reason that they agreed to do the documentary is because they think, oh, like our house is going to be shown, you know, it's going to make them look so great because they're so wealthy. Well, first of all, it's a real deep dive into their marriage and how they got together. So that's scary in and mm-hmm. of itself. Um, and also it's just as it continues, essentially how he made all of his money is that they, he, um, was in the timeshare business. So while they're filming this documentary, that bubble kind of pops. So they're facing a little bit of a economic crisis. And now they're saying, okay, we need to downsize portions of this house. But it's like they're incapable. Like they have no self-control. So they're like, well, no, I'm not giving up my 17th bathroom. Like it just gets (laughs) out of control. And so you're watching these two people that when the basis of it comes down are just a married couple fighting about money, but it's on such a grand scale. Oh my gosh. So the ridiculousness of it is part of the magic, but also when it gets down to the simple parts is also part of the mm-hmm. magic. Um, and one of the craziest moments is <laughs> there's a moment they have seven kids, which she doesn't seem that interested in a lot, but uh, <laughs> she one of their kids is in their own hair salon in their house. Okay, oh, they have Lord. their own hair salon in a chair eating a Big Mac. And I was like, I don't, I mean, I think if I was that wealthy, I don't, none of those things would be happy. I wouldn't have my own hair salon. Nope. Wouldn't want to be in the hair salon. Mm-mm. Definitely wouldn't be eating a Big Mac. Nope. Like just down the line, you know, you got an executive chef, but they're in this. It's just, if there was a mo- moment that you put on the cover, it should have been that. Oh, the kid boy. eating a Big Mac in the salon. So I, you can find this documentary. It's on Amazon Prime Video and it's on Hulu still, I believe. I know it's because it came out in 2012. So, mm-hmm. and also, um, I'm going to address this just because I, you know, don't want to make anyone think that I was uh, making light of this. But their one of their daughters died in June of 2015, oh, no. um, and it it's kind of 
unclear as whether it was a suicide, if it was an accidental drug overdose, these types of things. So they were obviously very upset and, you know, made public statements. But if you search them, that will come up. So Uh it's not in the video, but you will see clips of her. So I did make sure it's still out there Mm because I wasn't sure if they had pulled it after that happened. But it is. It's still available um, to watch. And really, that's not addressed in the movie. It doesn't have any of that kind of heavy theme. But it I you I'm telling you, it's just fantastic television. (laughs) Are they still together? Yes. Do they still have the mansion? Yes. I don't think it's finished yet. Oh, boy. I don't know for sure. Yeah. I mean, it is. You know what? It was featured on another reality show that I watched, and it's not finished. Like, they're having to redo parts of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't even... Like, how big is 90,000 square feet? I don't even know. I mean, what is that? How are you even going to find each other? I mean, I think that's also what you're kind of left Mm. with is like, wow, they're all just going to live separately. Separate wings. Yeah. Yeah. Married. But are we? Because... Maybe you need here. an intercom system throughout. Oh, I would mansion. think you would yeah. need some kind of very specific like intercom walkie system. Talkies. You basically need a golf cart inside to get around. Yeah. Because otherwise I'm never leaving. I mean, maybe that's why she was eating a Big Mac in the hair salon. <laughs> like, I can't get out of here. <laughs> Have you seen how many steps it takes to get outside? I'm stuck here. It's true. It'd be quite an ordeal to just leave the house. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe they built a McDonald's in the mansion. That would be, you know, I don't think that's out of the realm for yeah. them. At all. They open their own franchise mm-hmm. and just build it in the mansion. <laughs> reminds me of another part in the movie that's... So you're seeing these crazy things happen, but then they're like celebrating a birthday and it's the most... It's almost sad. Like, it's like someone forgot and they just, oh, here, quick, write their name oh, on this cake. No. And you're like, okay, you spent all this money. They're eating Big Macs and hair salons and you're just you know, phoning in the birthday, which you think would be an opportunity to just be ridiculous celebration. Yeah. Yeah. But I think underneath it all, you know, what you're really seeing is a couple crack under this financial pressure. And so it's coming out in these little ways while they're trying to keep up this appearance of, you know, oh, everything's so great. And we have a great marriage and, you know, we should have spent all that money on the wedding and this is how it should be. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, great tv so entertaining so entertaining <laughs> you know what's nice is sometimes our definitions of entertaining tv match up sometimes, sometimes they, they don't know yeah. i don't think you would like this to no be i don't think i would either <laughs> <laughs> this recommendation is decidedly not for amy but everyone else enjoy it's part if of you the like reason reality tv you're gonna be all in if you like people looking ridiculous all in mm-hmm. if you like irony at its finest Especially in a documentary where someone thinks that this was, I mean, documentary filmmaker came to them and said, we're going to do this. And they were like, all in. Can't see how that would go bad at all. You're going to like it. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you. It's not, and it's not very long. So you don't have to commit a a huge amount of time to it. Okay. Okay. mm -hmm. It's worth it. I'll tell right. you. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll watch it. No, I don't think you yeah. will. But yeah, yeah. yeah, for our listeners. I'm yeah, saying. absolutely. Yeah. And that's the beautiful thing. We both bring such different yes. things. Yes. Uh-huh. And sometimes I want to read or watch what you recommend, and sometimes I don't. No, this is probably decidedly one of those mm-hmm. that you don't. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would. I don't want you to because I don't want. <laughs> I don't want the messages that I'm going to get after you watch it when you're angry that you wasted Why that did time. I do this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which sort of sounds like I'm talking other people out of watching it. I'm not. Mm-mm. You should. Just me. If your name's Amy and you're sitting across from me right now, don't watch it. Everyone else, <laughs> get to it now. <laughs> Stream it now. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Sounds so that's good. my recommendation. The Queen of Versailles. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was going to be like an informational documentary when I first said it about the Queen? No, I was trying to remember because I remember seeing like a, a, you know, like a movie poster or like an item for it. And I was mm-hmm. trying to remember if that's what I'd heard about it. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think I'd seen it in a queue somewhere. I was like, nope. And- <laughs> Keep on trucking. <laughs> but that's also to say I don't often gravitate towards, you know, wedding and or marriage themed items. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, I think by now you're either ready to fully commit or rethinking all of your life decisions. Yeah. (laughs) Or a little bit of both. Either way, this is the end of our episode eight, Mm. going to the chapel. In the meantime, head to our website, broadsandbooks.com, to check out all the recommendations we made in this episode, as well as one bonus pick. Each episode, we'll pick one extra that's only on our website. Only on the website. And surprise, there's more on the website. Surprise. Um, There's some bonus material. And if you haven't listened to it, we're not going to spoil it. But seriously, just look. You're going to dig it a you lot. Will. Yeah. I don't know why I haven't gone there yet. I know. Get there. It's more broads. And you like the broads. Yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. You know you want more. So you can also <laughs> check out our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Give us feedback. Let us know what items you might want to hear us talk about in future episodes. Or if you have a great idea for a theme, send them our way. You can find links to all of our social media accounts and our email at broadsandbooks.com. Mm-hmm. And you know what would really make us want to like propose marriage to any of our listeners? Absolutely. Would be to give us a review. Oh, I mean, go I will propose right, right? now. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a couple people that have left some reviews. I have already committed to them in marriage. Right. As well as, you know, the plan well, that we mentioned before. The bookstore yeah, yeah. and the yeah, record store. Yeah, you yeah. are really racking up the sister I am. lives. I like it. I believe in mm-hmm. polygamy. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if you want to join the sister wives community, <laughs> Never a better plug for a review ever. <laughs> or if you don't, that's fine too. Either way. Write us a review. Whatever place you listen to your podcasts, write up a quick note about mm-hmm. how much you like us, how much you want to marry us or not marry us. That's fine that's too. That's fine too. Yeah. Really, just click that five star. Exactly. Man. And you know why? Because ratings, reviews, they help other listeners find us. Yes, absolutely. And then we can offer you even more episodes and bonus material. Exactly. Magic feeds magic. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, we're excited to hear from you. Excited to be back every week. And until next time, that's it for us. Happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they're coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Cause their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. 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 Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor. The final evidence. The heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You. You. You hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... 
this isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not. That's just, it's just fact. (laughs) Because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D Woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.